grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? In many ways, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we spend the whole of our lives defending ourselves. We give much time and much effort to the protection of our family trying very hard to give our children the best education possible, making sure that they have every chance to succeed. We do everything in our power to keep them from the bad elements of society. We protect them from things we know that can harm them. We shield them from things that can corrupt, from things that bend their minds in bad ways. We defend our homes. Locks on the door, security systems, fire protection, carbon monoxide detectors, fencing. We form barriers and fortifications to keep out corrupt elements and protect ourselves from harm and evil. For many of us, the same can be said in our career life as well. Planning and straining to stay ahead of competition that seeks to take our livelihood away. We are constantly having to fend off attacks to ensure a living. If you were to really stop and think about it, I would bet that much of your life really is lived defending yourself from things that are hostile or working against your well-being. In many ways, life is the same now as it was when St. Paul wrote this famous letter to the church in Rome. Much of their time, too, was spent in defense and the protection of their well-being. In other ways, though, their lives were much different. Because for them, as Christians, their lives were threatened each and every day. They were suffering persecution and oppression by a pagan empire. An empire that was not afraid to slaughter Christians. It was a slaughtering for which there was no defense. No defense except to deny Jesus Christ and to worship the emperor. Now imagine, for a moment, if you will, how difficult a position that must have been. How great a test of faith that must have been to deny Jesus Christ or die. It would certainly cause a person to really take inventory of what they are doing and what they are about. And to question the promises made by Jesus. How assured is my salvation? How powerful is Jesus? Are there really pagan gods that can rob our souls from us? That can steal our souls from Jesus? There were most certainly arguments afoot in the Roman Empire that would cause a person to ask these kind of questions. Not to mention the threat of death. There was certainly enough going on which would cause a Christian to contemplate whether or not Jesus was worth dying for. And so St. Paul writes them to encourage. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure 
that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ our Lord. St. Paul assures them that there is nothing in all of creation that can separate or take away Jesus' love for them. Through the gift of God's grace and the power of a life lived in the Holy Spirit, there is absolutely nothing, nothing physical, nothing natural, nothing supernatural, nothing angelic, nothing that is more powerful than God's love in Jesus Christ for the lover of God. Paul argues extremely passionately that the one thing that cannot be taken from a Christian is God's love for them. Not tornadoes, not famine or plague, not war or acts of terrorism, not Satan or evil spirits, not pagan gods. Nothing in all creation can separate God's love from the Christian. So he tells him, live a life in the spirit of God. Live boldly, my brothers and sisters, courageously. Continue in good works. Worship the Lord together. Care for those in need. Proclaim Jesus Christ without abandon and worry not about the empire. Death is not the end. With the Holy Spirit, Paul tells him, we share in the life of Christ. We share in the life of God. So live And love without abandon. Live in love without abandon. Now in Paul's encouraging words, there are also questions or the echo of questions for us in our modern day. Do we ourselves live without abandon? Do we live bold and courageous lives in Jesus Christ? Knowing that the kingdom of God is the most important thing in this world. Are we willing to call all else loss but the love of Jesus? And if we did so, truly did so, what would our lives look like? If we were to live as Paul tells us to live, what would our lives look like? Perhaps to start with, church would be the most important place in the world. Would be the center of the world. This is where we meet Jesus. This is where we are fed. This is where we gain strength. This is where we learn to love. This is where we learn to live. It's here we come to know how to pray. To become Christians. It is here we form eternal friendships. It is here we find our eternal home. So to live without abandon for Jesus would mean abandoning your life to a life lived in the church and putting it above all else. And when not at church, our lives will look different as well. How much time do we give to works of charity and mercy? How much of ourselves do we give to others and to their betterment? Do we feed the poor? Clothe the naked? Do we pray for those who need prayers? Do we reach out our hand in fellowship to others? Do we desire... And work towards the greatest good of those around us. Those are the things we should be about. And if you look at the life of any saint, you will find someone who lived with a wild and reckless abandon 
for the love of Jesus Christ. You will find someone that had the church as the center of their lives and as their main concern, the welfare and greater good, the salvation of those around them. Our own patron, John, St. John was certainly one, a bishop with a great love for his flock, for the many churches he cared for. He cared for orphan and widow alike. He spread the gospel of Jesus Christ even when it meant his life. He took the time to leave us letters and instructions. He lived a life of reckless abandon for the love of God in Jesus Christ. There is no external force that can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. There's nothing, not material, not natural, not spiritual. The only thing that can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ is ourselves. Perhaps I should say this differently though. God's love in Jesus Christ will always, always be extended to us. And nothing in all of creation can take that away. It is only we ourselves who can turn from God's love. Who can refuse God's love. Now how do we do that? We turn away or refuse that love when we become consumed and absorbed with ourselves. When things like pride and envy take us over. Or when we spend more time worrying about protecting and pursuing our own interests than the interests of the kingdom of God. We run into danger when we are more worried about protecting what we own than losing our souls. So this morning, beloved, in the Lord Jesus Christ, rejoice that there is nothing in this world, nothing in all of creation that can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can take Jesus' love away from you. The love of Christ is more powerful than anything created, spiritual, natural, and it will never be taken from you. It is yours to lose. So let us, too, as we rejoice, be on our guard that our love of the things of this world does not blind us to God's love. Let us be on our guard that in the process of protecting ourselves, defending ourselves from the threats of the world, we do not turn our back on God's kingdom and the love of God in Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.